Hi everyone, welcome to the Duluth Rundown, a podcast focused on the local Twin Ports running scene. My name is Tony Stensland with Tony Stensland Coaching. And I am Mike Ward with Duluth Timing and Events. All right, quick thank you before we get started to our sponsor of this episode, Austin Jaro, uh, Duluth's original running store. Um, that's the place to get your running shoes. Great advice from all the people that work up there. Um, check out their website, austin-jaro.com. Um, they are also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, drive on up to their location on Central Entrance, um, just on the other side of where the Home Depot is, but on the other side of the road. Uh, or give them a call, 218-722-1185. Thanks so much to Austin Jaro. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Duluth Rundown, the original podcast here in Duluth that talks about the running scene in Duluth. But we're not the only one, because there's also the uh, the Grandma's one, which yeah. those guys, that's a really fun podcast to listen to as well. Yeah. I don't know of any others. I'm not sure. There's lots of other running podcasts. There's, there's, yeah, there's so many podcasts. And I know that there are other Duluth podcasts. Yeah. But talk about other topics and things. Yeah. Yeah. But the original is right here. We're the original. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Mike, how you been? How's, how are things? Not too Haven't bad. I haven't seen yeah. you since the last podcast. Yeah. But we've been in communication. Yeah. Texting and... It's a new a year, you know? It's, yeah. New year is always fun as a runner, I think, because sometimes you sign up for races that you have to sign up in yeah. January. Right. Or the new year. Yep. Um, but, you know, I don't know about you. I'm kind of like a, you know, new year, new me. Like, I like to reflect on the past year and think about the whole next year and what I want to do and accomplish. So, this time of year is always exciting. Yeah. You have resolutions? Uh, no. 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 Not necessarily. Um, I had a specific one last year and it kind of went, it, it didn't go very good. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this on the podcast. My resolution was to floss every day. Yeah. And it did, it went good for a, a bit. Yeah. Um, and I was very confident going into the dentist mid year. Yeah. After flossing like more than I ever have. <laughs> and they slapped me with six cavities. What? Six. I've never had six. Wow. Yeah. And I was so confident coming in to the appointment. So it, it's it's actually this whole kind of saga that for me. And I'm a little like uh, frustrated with everything. Yeah. Like, That'll make you question a lot. Uh, yeah. Resolutions in general. <laughs> Just kind of like why. You right. Know? Everything we've been told about <laughs> dental hygiene all of our lives. That's another thing that I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't. I had a little bit of a stinky attitude regarding the resolution this year. I didn't really come up with one. Uh, yeah, I have. What about you? I have like a vague one. And I know that people say you got to have a more specific and you, yeah, you can't just. Like goal setting one on one. Whatever. Just throw something out there for yourself, a challenge, and go for it. It doesn't have to. It does not have to be specific. I don't care what they yeah, say. Yeah. And my goal is to read more, read more books than. Oh. than whether last year or whatever just to read a little bit more often i I used to read a lot and the last handful of years haven't as much i feel like you are reading like crazy i know and i just got out of it and i want to just simply get back into it i don't have a goal of i want to read a book a month or i want to do this Mm. number or anything like that i just want to read more and i'll be i'll figure out for myself what more is and yeah yeah yeah. So that's that's my goal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We used to talk about books a lot more on the podcast and things that I had read. Yeah. And like say, I just 
I huh. just haven't so much. And I have a whole bunch of books okay. at home that um, helpful. are unread. Right, right. So, yeah. So I've got opportunities. So we'll be talking about more books on the podcast is what you're Fingers crossed. To. Yeah, yeah. If things go good. Yep. Well, should we jump right into it then or what? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so uh, starting off as we do every rundown, this is number 68, by the way. I can't believe we've done 68 podcasts already. We're coming up on five five years, right? I know, yeah. Wow. Five years. We'll have to do something special for that. But uh, for now, not super special because we don't actually have any results <laughs> to run down. So um, a race that we shouted out um, last month was the Northwoods uh, Winter Trail Marathon and Half Marathon. That's always a popular one. Yep. Um, sounds like they actually had some winter conditions uh the race was yesterday Mm -hmm. uh it snowed you know yesterday by yesterday morning so that's exciting but we don't have results quite yet so if you want to find out results for yourself in between now and early february you're gonna have to go look for them but um you can uh duluth winter trail running series uh that website should have results soon um uh, Tuscobia is another race that we did find results for, but there's a bunch of different categories and distances with the bike, the ski, the run. Um, go on Tuscobia if you want to look at races, but those are actually posted uh, with the live tracking link. So, and uh, look like a couple Duluth uh, athletes there, but uh, no one really in the in the winter circle. So, uh, you can go check those out yourself. Um, what is exciting though is that we have several upcoming races. So. Uh, coming up just on January 20th here in a couple weeks is the Hartley Park 10K. Uh, that's, again, part of the Duluth Winter Trail Running Series. Uh, excellent course uh, in Hartley. Maybe we can talk a little bit about Hartley later, see how that how yeah. trails are shaping up there. Yeah. Um, the very next uh, weekend on Saturday is the uh, inaugural classic. Uh, it's not necessarily a Duluth race, but a lot of Duluth runners always go out, and it's a really fun event if you haven't been. It's called the Freezer Gizzard Blizzard Run. It's in International Falls, again, January 27th, typically the coldest time of the year, and this is a 5K and a 10K road run. Uh, if you're looking for something that's a little bit longer, a lot bit longer, uh, but maybe same temperature range, uh, the January 29th, just Two days later is the uh, Arrowhead Winter Ultra. So that's a foot race or fat bike or ski, uh, 135 miler. Do you think anyone's done the double, um, the 5K Freezer Gizzard and the 10K and the... And Arrowhead? Uh, Arrowhead. That's a good question. I'll have to... We'll have to ask Ken, the race director, yeah. the race director, if that's ever happened. I mean, it probably yeah. has, but I don't know. We could do some data analysis, perhaps too. Yeah. But uh, right, right, that'd be interesting. I mean, they're only two days apart. I wonder if that's typical. We we'd have to look back on that too, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, two days apart, and they it starts in International Falls, the Arrowhead, right, and it goes to Tower. Correct. correct. Okay. Yep. 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 So uh, if that's a little bit too much for you to um, bite off this year, well, you can't register for that race anyway. So either (laughs) if you're not in, uh, another really fun way to participate, and this is the way I'll be uh, personally participating, is uh, tracking. Yeah. they got great resources to track along the athletes. It, It gets really fun. Uh, refreshing the dot especially if you know someone yeah what's there, their yeah. what's their website uh let's see it is uh, arrowheadultra.com yeah and you can find tracking 
links there on that website because that is a good time and it, yeah. the race goes on for so long that you're able to kind of track it's, it starts on a monday and so you're able to kind of yep. be at work probably hopefully and yeah. track a little bit and just kind of check in every half hour or two exactly. hours or whatever yeah. yeah yeah refresh the dot and uh especially if you know someone there's a there's typically a lot of duluth athletes on the the bike the ski and the run so mm-hmm. um take a look at the start list that's posted public and then you can uh yeah pick pick who you want to track so that is coming up quick too and then the last race that is noteworthy we may or may not we'd probably do a podcast pretty soon after this but uh the final installment of the duluth winter trail running series is on february 3rd and that is the frozen four hour loop race Mm -hmm. as well as the frozen four hour or frozen 5k rather so um Yep, a couple races left still in the Duluth Winter Trail Running series. Um, Real quick, yeah, kind of circling back to Arrowhead, talking with a couple of friends of mine who are going to be doing the race, and just curious myself, like I'm really wondering yeah. what it's going to be like this year. Like, yeah. what's the conditions? How much snow do they have? Yeah, do they have enough where the ski is even going to be an option, or yeah. kick sleds for that matter? Yeah, well, that's so interesting because, um, you know, a lot of times the ski is not an option because maybe it's, like, too cold, right, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. And there's, just, there's no glide. Can't wax. It. Yeah. 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 It's a totally different situation. Right, and there's not even snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, us, the last 30 or so miles of that is, is a swampland. Hmm. And so if it's not frozen. If it's not frozen enough, it's not going to be traversable. Yeah. maybe walking but i can't imagine riding a bike through that maybe oh, pushing a bike i don't know i i, I don't oh, know boy, my guess miles. is it's cold enough up there and then also you cross a lake elephant lake oh sure you you so you know is that ice thick enough to support yeah. that it probably is and it probably will be yeah but it certainly is a, but even last week on like red lake you know all over the news people were falling in every day yeah and then um i heard a a news a news uh brief last week i'm pretty sure it was last week they said no ice in minnesota is safe yeah they have a blanket statement no yeah. ice is safe <laughs> yeah. in minnesota uh, in the yeah i mean it it doesn't take a, a a super long time when you have you know zero degrees but like it i don't think it's even been below zero this year yet right you know? i know it's it's it certainly is you know i know on the minds of people who are doing arrowhead and yeah. and clearly on the i'm sure on the mind of the race directors and the people who put the race on and the community of i falls again i it'll probably be okay but i i'm my understanding is there's been no snowmobile activity as far as i know up there yeah yeah which means that there's not a good base so i i can't imagine the ski will even be an option uh, yeah and then i was thinking too like for the cyclists if you say you have so much exposed ground and that ground's frozen, mm. you're looking at potential flats. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Right. You know, the sticks are going to be kind of poking up a little bit right. and they're, because it's all frozen, they're not going to move when you roll oh, over them. They're sure, going to stay, sure. you know, rocks and that yeah. kind of thing. It's just not yeah. conducive to hmm. classic riding fat right. bike trail kind of thing. Right. I don't know. It just, hopefully, hopefully they're, 
conditions are good enough to where they can have the race yeah, in definitely. as normal a situation as possible. Yeah. But that would be kind of bizarre, right? It's, it, it's never gotten canceled in 30, 40 degrees below zero, but then in this year when there's right. no snow or it's too warm, right. it's can't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bizarre. Well, uh, one fat bike race did go on yesterday, yeah. the Norpine fat bike classic. So they made, they made it work. It sounds they like they did so. have to change their course though. They right, had to right. do a loop criterium kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know if that's a possibility. I know. I wondered about that too. I was like, well, maybe they could do an out and back and start in I falls and go to, I don't know, elephant Lake or wherever. And turn right. around and come back. I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I was wondering that same thing. Or do the freezer gizzard 10 K course, like right. 200 times. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that would be interesting to keep in mind, whether you're an athlete, of course, looking at that or a spectator, uh, you know, like us tuning in. So yeah, that, exactly. that's coming up Arrowhead and, um, yeah, a couple races locally here in Duluth as well. So if you're looking to get into something in the new year here, we have options. Uh, moving on to trails report, uh, just despite kind of the doom and gloom we've talked about so far, uh, Tony, you said you were in Hartley just today, right? Mm-hmm. Local trails. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's right. Um, Hartley was really good, really nice. The mm. single track was pretty good. Um, good enough grip. I had screw shoes mm-hmm. that I wore and I, a trail shoe would have been fine. Um, I ran into Kyle Severson out there. He was in trail mm. shoes, said hi, talked to Kyle for a little bit. Good to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, trail shoes would have been absolutely fine. The screw shoes were su- super helpful. Saw a handful of cyclists out there. Yeah. I think the cyclists struggled a touch more because of the camber on some of the trails. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, and obviously there's no, been no groomers, no snow dogs yeah, out yeah, there yeah. to groom a trail, but there's been enough foot traffic and bike traffic where there's a, it's packed in, in that regard, even though the snow's not very deep. Yeah. Um, but with the uh, camber, you could see a lot of cycles like, slipping out. They were slipping out a lot yeah, sure, where sure. on foot. You don't quite have that same problem. Kind of hop over yeah. things a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But otherwise, you know, it was actually, it felt like the first real winter yeah. trail run of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting. Like, just hopefully we can get to even just like those dustings of snow kind of, I feel, feel like help mitigate mm-hmm. like the, the, the trails getting packed down and, and just like sl- pack slippery ice and yeah. kind of pack snow. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we just keep getting like little, even little clippers, something. Yeah. Going, so. I mean, I, I know people skied at Snowflake today mm-hmm. and I saw oh, some yeah. ski tracks at Hartley on the ski trail. So you know, people are still, or even able to get out and ski a little bit, which is really nice, but I don't know. No. We're going to need more and more for that. We're going to need more and more. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and that's a good segue, I guess, to Root of the Week. Uh, what, where have you been running lately, Tony? Well, yeah, so Hartley today, and but last week I did this little kind of 11, 12-mile loop that I do a lot. Maybe we talked about this before. I can't remember, or I just mentioned it with someone else. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so down Tisher Creek Trail, then the lake walk out east towards Seven Bridges, and then I'll go either up Seven Bridges or sometimes I'll take the trails and go all the way up to the top, mm-hmm. connect into Amity Creek Trail, take that all, all the way up to the gravel roads up there, cross Gene Duluth, come back down Vermilion. It's just a really nice route. You get a little bit of everything. You get some flat with the lake walk. You get some, if you want, you can get some trail action mm. through there. Obviously, some hills. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's a long grind. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm feeling real saucy, I'll take yeah. um, Seven Bridges all the way, and then I'll hit the gravel road and I'll do, um, um, Hawks Ridge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's just such a long, continuous, mostly yeah. continuous uphill from basically yeah. the lake walk to Hawks Ridge overlook. Yeah. That's a, it's a long grind, yeah. but it's good. And you just kind of j- jog along and, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll even 
I'll throw in the fruit tree loop up there and mm. extend the distance a little bit, which is kind of nice. So a lot of options based on what mileage you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's been kind of my route lately other than, other than today. Cause I didn't have quite the time to do that loop. Yeah. Nice. Um, moving on, uh, to thoughts on the run. Um, any, anything that's been striking you, Tony? Uh, yeah, the one thing that I was thinking about actually literally today when I was out running, because I'm not in the greatest of shape right now. And so I was, I'm was i looking at my watch and the pace numbers were, I was like, oh, this is pretty slow. And then I was kind of checking in with how I was feeling. I was like, this hurts way more than what this pace <laughs> number should be. Yeah. That's just how it goes. You know, it, yeah. one, it's winter and things are always a little slower anyway. Um, trail running is always going to be a little slower too. And mm. I haven't been doing a ton of it, even though what I just said with our, that loop that I talked about with Hills, yeah. honestly, more of my runs have been on the treadmill lately. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do, I don't do inclines on that a whole sure, lot. I sure. just kind of hit go and, and start running. Yeah. So any kind of hill probably zaps me a little bit more than what it will in the spring and summer. Yeah. So, but the point is, it's all okay you yeah. know, when you're experiencing that where the run isn't going great and you're going a little slower than you kind of think you should be or want to be or yeah. it feels harder than it should. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You still put money in the bank. Isn't that so funny though? It's just in the winter. I mean, it's happened for me so many times, you know, where you just, you're feeling good and you go out and even if the run feels good, but then you look at the pace. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, yeah, way off. Yeah. <laughs> or I remember one time just trying to, like, I was feeling good. I was feeling just kind of squirrely. It's like, I haven't done any type of speed work or structured, you know, type uh, interval, anything for months. Yeah. Like, I'm going to let a, a mile just let it rip. And it was so slow. Yeah. You know, completely. It was like a, you know, half marathon, like, well slower than half marathon pace. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, whatever, six months before. <laughs> but then, way harder than half marathon effort yeah you know 5k two mile on the track type effort like sucking wind and just like you know not even close i think what happens a lot of times is we as runners probably put too much importance on pace and yeah. what our pace per mile is right and while yeah that's a a factor to sort of measure and grade your individual run but there are other factors to look at too like heart rate would be one even even just more obscure things like how did it feel yeah perceived effort perceived effort and all that kind of stuff it's all important yeah pace isn't necessarily more important than others it's just the easy one to go to right because you if you have a certain goal time you yeah that's this pace per mile yeah and if i can't run this pace per, per mile for two miles how can i do it for 10k yeah, or whatever forget about like, it, right? it, it doesn't quite work that way so yeah yeah don't put too much importance or feel too bad if if uh, pace per mile on a given run yeah. is just not what you thought it would be yeah yeah, yeah. I almost like lean into it now. It's like, like how slow is it going to be? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? Right. Yeah. And you, you can't get around it. And right. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, moving on. Um, what I'm into, uh, what have you been into? We're into the same thing. We talked about this before, but, uh, I'll pretend, well, Hey, what, what are you into Tony? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Mike, we both got into this race coming yeah. up in the, in the, in the summer. You want to tell the, 
Gravel biking. The, day across Minnesota. Yeah. 240 so, miles. You've done this race once I, or I twice? I have once. You did the yes, once. I read your, your blog post, by the way. And then that, that made you want to do the race? Well, yeah. Actually, our buddy Shuni <laughs> put it out there, and I was like, uh, okay, maybe, because I hadn't been into the gravel bike thing for quite a few years now. Yeah. It's actually been a little while. It has. It and, has. Um, but it was always so much fun. I really enjoyed it. What I didn't yeah. really enjoy, and this is going to be a factor this time, is the time requirements for training, particularly with longer distance stuff. Right. right. That was one thing. I don't have the time. But I'm a little, my, my kids are all far older now, and it's just life's a little bit different. So I'm like, I think I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I golfed a lot last year, and that's also a big time commitment on a given day to go right. out and golf. So mm-hmm. I think I, mm-hmm. I was like, I, can, I think I can do this, and I miss it. It was a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm going to go for it. So yeah, so we got into. Just yesterday, we found out yeah. registration five hundred. It filled up in four hours, I think. Three uh, or four hours, I think they said. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred people, and yeah, pretty excited. Um, awesome. Tell, yeah. Tell us what day is day day or the dam is the. the yeah. Well, yeah. So it's from South Dakota to Wisconsin. Yeah. Literally across Minnesota. Uh, it's a fantastic route. I mean, this race is just epic, you know, and epic, the term gets thrown around a lot and it's maybe played out, but, uh, it's just such a cool, cool concept Yeah. in all factors. I mean, first of all, you just start in one side of the state and bike across the whole state. Like that's cool. Yeah. But also it's, you know, 240 miles and you get 200 or 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's cool too. It's all mm-hmm. kind of divided up, you know, and midnight start, midnight start, yep. midnight cutoff. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of self-supported. I mean, you do have, um, abilities for, to meet with crews. So that's nice. You go through a couple towns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think especially what's, what's neat about this event, um, is that, you know, living in Duluth, there are so many cool training opportunities, gravel bike wise, but there's not a lot of landscape like you see up here that is in this area. Correct. Um, because it's a lot of farm country and like open roads with cranch. I mean, you can find that in Duluth area. It's not impossible to find by any mm-hmm. means, but um, just like a little bit different vibe, you know, down a little further down south. But then you get into the bluff country. Yeah. And it's a. Yeah, just amazing course. It's almost unbelievable that this course can string together the way it does, but I don't know. There's a lot of rural areas, I suppose, in the state. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really cool, uh, really cool event. I'm super excited, and there's a lot of Duluth people doing it, so that's going to add to kind of the fun and excitement. And, um, yeah, it's excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so... August, middle of August. Yeah, what, 12th or something? Yeah, is when it'll take place. So it's going to be hot down there for that race, but we've got yep. eight months to train and um, acclimate. Yep, yep. Get ready. 240 miles on the bikes, a long, long time. So yeah. I'll be picking your brain a lot yeah. in the next eight months about it, and we'll, we'll definitely yeah. get out and ride. And 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's kind of funny, you know, like we've done 100 milers and mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you talk to people who haven't done 100 milers or 50s or marathons, you're just like, what the heck, you know, like baffled. And it's like, well, how, how do you train for that? Like, how do you find the time to, you know, run 100 miles before the rate, you know? Right. Like, well, yeah, that's not exactly how it works. You know, right. you could kind of run a 25 mile training run yeah. as your long run and, 
actually maybe even win the hundred miler, you know, like that's not, it's mutually exclusive or, or whatever is running really long in the training and having success at the race. Right. And it's the same thing, even though biking and running are different, it, it's very similar. Yeah. Um, I did a several hundred milers training last time and my biggest one was 127, you know, mm-hmm. 125 miler. And <clears throat> like, eh, you know, it's a, it's a long day, you know, to right. do, do it's a like long ride. Just, just over half like, of the total distance of the race. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, how, that's not going to be enough. But it is, yeah. it really is. And so I think to your point of kind of the, the fear, the, like the, the uncertainty of like, how am I going to get these miles in, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe that's held you back in the past, but like, you don't really need to like a couple hundred milers mm-hmm. having gone through it once, like that's good enough for me. So, and right now in my head, I'm not even sure I'll even do a hundred mile training rides at this point. I say that now in January, who knows when, yeah june july roll around maybe i will or will have by then yeah but um in my head right now i'm like yeah maybe i'll just do maybe the kind of 80s will be kind of my max rides 70s 80s metric centuries yeah kind of deal i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah yeah it'll be fun i'm gonna go out and buy a trainer uh, like tomorrow maybe or something yeah (laughs) to start probably smart getting my body (laughs) used to being in the saddle again yeah yeah that's that's the the hardest part you know yeah um i think last thing we got uh any shout outs that that you have tony um i guess i got i got one yeah i want to shout out um duluth rundown um interview subject of the past actually this was one last year that we did uh kyle severson mm-hmm. uh who you mentioned you yeah, ran into I uh, saw him he, a few hours ago he's a new dad uh, yeah. he and his wife sarah who's also a local duluth runner runner had their first kid jack so he's got the genes and pedigree to be a very talented runner yep. so we'll see in 18 years grandma's marathon start line what he can do but yeah congrats i want to shout out congrats yeah. to kyle and sarah for having a new baby yeah definitely pretty cool Anything else, Tony, or should we get to our uh, interview here? Yeah, let's go do the interview. Sounds good.